Hey everyone, thanks for checking out KettleCast, a spot where you can come for discussion with technology consultants who have seen it all. Matt Leathers, our lead consultant here at Kettle, has over 15 years of experience working for some of the leading firms in the world. Today we are here to provide practical ideas based off our wealth of experience across all types of industries while hopefully providing some entertainment and advice. Hey everyone, welcome to KettleCast. This is a bonus episode from a question that we received as a DM on Twitter. As always, we welcome your questions via DM and email found in the show notes. Also, it's worth pointing out that unless you say otherwise, we assume that you will want to remain anonymous. We're talking through difficult conversations, business topics, and career decisions on this podcast. We don't want to put anyone in a tough spot. Here's the question. I appreciate the advice from a consultant's point of view. How do I apply these ideas if I am not in consulting? Matt, I'll hand it over to you to answer. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, yeah, we, we often get fixated on our role and our job and what we're used to. Uh, but part of what makes a good consultant is the ability to step into their client's shoes. And I think that what we're trying to do here with this podcast is... Um, really treat you all as clients and uh, offer coaching and advice um, that will be beneficial to you, not just to hear us, you know, uh, pontificate or uh, hear ourselves blab. Um, So thanks for the question. (sighs) Let's see. Okay. So we are talking about prioritizing the right things, uh, clarifying unclear problems and under promising and over delivering. So we're, we're trying to switch towards the positive, uh, positive view of the common mistakes that consultants make in their careers. And we've been building off of that. So if you want to understand the negative sides and the common problems themselves in more detail, listen to episode eight. So I, I think probably one way to break this down, Amanda, is, is by uh, stage and your career. Okay, so let's give that a shot. And that's how we've been kind of collecting these ideas. Um, so in the hiring process, so if you are applying for a job uh, or a role in a company, um, have you ever been asked about, or, or have you ever asked about training programs or the career path or promotion path for a new role? Um, how many of you have been made to feel bad or feel maybe greedy or needy for asking that question? I know I have. So stop, pause, and reflect on what's going on there. Are you planning your career? And you should, and you should feel strength in that. Or is this just simply a job? So when you're joining a company, you know, specifically, what are they asking you to do? So if you're in the hiring process, what are the top three problems that you are going to sink your teeth into when you start? And as you're listening and talking, are these problems clear or are they vague? And, uh, you know, an example of a clear goal is that you're going to increase same-store sales by 10% next month. An unclear goal is that you are going to increase sales. What are the measures for success or failure? How long do you have to address the problems? How long is the learning curve and how will you learn? Are you joining a team or are you joining a group of individual operators? Is there any formal training or do you have to fake it until you make it? 
So many times new hires are expected to be the saviors or the miracle workers at their new employer. And that's a very dangerous position to be in. Um, Even if it's an entry level or a lower level position, um, the approval to hire for that position is often pretty challenging and has taken the person who posted the job many months, uh, most of the time, to get approval to hire that job and hire that role. And so it's, it's important to understand um, what attempts have they made to try to solve that problem or that challenge? How do they make the decision on posting that role and that job? And are you um, the first attempt to try to solve that problem or to make that sale? Or are you just the latest in a long line of people who have attempted to do the same thing? And obviously that, that depends on the, on the role and the opportunity. Um, if the role is to wash dishes, then that's, that's pretty clear that that's the expectation to, to wash dishes. But if you're going to enter the organization, start with being a dishwasher, move your way up to line cook, and then to chef, what's the process for that? How's that actually going to work? Or are you just going to be stuck washing dishes perpetually for the rest of your, for your job? Because I, I don't know that I would call that a career. Um, let's say that you're interviewing for a job in sales. What are the top targets? Where do you need to go? And, and what clients do you need to get uh, to be successful in the eyes of your sales manager or your team lead? Um, have they tried and failed? Is this a new territory, a new target, a new product? Uh, do they have playbooks or training sessions that will help you get familiar with their products, their services? Uh, the culture and the clients and have previous sales reps tried to crack this market or this client and failed and if so have they thought about why that's critical to the success or failure for you as a potentially new salesperson following somebody's shoes or or footsteps Um, Here's kind of a, a point of view. I will just call this a life hack. Um, if there, there ideally is a formal job description that outlines your role, your responsibilities, and key success factors, it can be on one page. It doesn't have to be a book. Um, and if you don't have a job description available, just take a minute to write down what that looks like and shape the role with your potential boss. Um, and frame it in the way that you are looking for a career, not just a short-term gig. If they're not amenable to that, then that's probably not a career. That is a job. And you can decide if you want to stick with it or walk away. Um, Second kind of stage of a a role or a career or a job. If you're already in a job or a role, um, what if things change? How do I make adjustments and how do I course correct? Um, How do you handle working with a manager who is a manager and not a leader Um, because terrible bosses are far more common than exceptional bosses Um, and so roles and jobs evolve and if you don't get clear direction or clear goals in the evolution of those how are you going to be successful then you're setting yourself up for disappointment if you accept a vague answer Um, So as an example, I was at American Express and I was working with a colleague on the user experience team and she's fantastic. She's a great person and she's a brilliant user experience and product manager. If you don't know what user experience is, 
she basically designs the physical uh, card experience that you have as well as the welcome package, the online bill pay sites, um, the experience when you log into the website or, or even before you're uh, a card holder or a card member. Um, and she does amazing work. Unfortunately, um, when I was at American Express and when we were working together, we went through 18 reorgs, uh, organizational changes in 24 months which is crazy. Uh, every few months, people would change leaders, goals, and teams. And during one of these changes, uh, my friend had a new manager and he seemed completely uninterested in working with her. Um, he was a vice president. She was trying to get promoted to director. And it was pretty clear that he had just inherited her and was not actually interested in growing her or her career. And so we talked about it over drinks uh, a couple of times and really had a decision to make. Was she going to have a hard conversation with this guy um, around her direction and her career? Or was she just going to try to hope that he took care of her and represented her well? Um, so we came up with a few questions to put into practice and, and to drive the conversation she decided to have. Um, what are your expectations for me and my role? And what do I need to do to be promoted? Another way of phrasing it is, how do I get your full-throated support for a one or a two, which were the top ratings at, uh, at American Express? Um, can we set some time aside each week for you to give me feedback until we're comfortable that I am at least meeting your expectations, if not exceeding your expectations? And as we're talking through this, um, and we planned out the conversation and we role-played it. Um, she said, what if I don't like the answers to these questions? Or what if he doesn't have an answer? And we kind of sat back and said, well, at least you'll know. And you're not wondering. So would you rather know now or would you rather know later that it's not a good fit? So she had the conversation. It was not, it didn't turn out to her liking. Uh, it turned out that our suspicions were correct, that he was not a leader. He was just a manager. Um, but the good news is that she had clarity and she was well liked and appreciated by other leaders. And the next time around when we changed organizations again, um, she was snapped up by somebody who was interested in leading her career. And she had a much more productive conversation using those same questions uh, with that person. Um, and I think kind of the, the life hack here is that when organization changes happen or when new people are hired or when people leave, that's a great opportunity to revisit the expectations uh, in terms of your role in your career and look at um, making adjustments and revisiting those conversations. Um, it's, a, it's a logical time in the life cycle of an organization and possibly in your career. Um, and so kind of the, the last part, we're not going to talk about when people leave. Um, we assume you kind of know how to handle that. We'll maybe address that some other time. Uh, how to leave with class and grace is actually an art. Um, but the third piece we want to talk about is uh, if you've been passed over, because uh, I think a lot of us have at one time or another been passed over for a promotion, and it's frustrating and it's disappointing. Um, 
So a friend of mine works for a Fortune 100 bank, and she's been passed over now for vice president, uh, a vice president opening for the last two times, two years in a row. And you can't swing a dead cat and not hit a vice president of something at most banks. Uh, here's the reality. Outside of consulting, most organizations do not have a clear career path. You, you know, it's, it's founder or owner, but... How do I become a chief information officer? How do I become a chief operating officer? How do I become a project manager? Those things are unclear. And so typically somebody either retires or somebody leaves in order for people to move up. And a lot of times, especially in large organizations, they will hire from outside, especially if it's a high profile role. Um, so a lot of us are significantly downhill from these halls of power and where these decisions are made. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to sit back and just take it. So we talked, I, I talked with uh, my friend about this cause I, we were just talking, was, she was really frustrated and she's meeting with her leader this week to talk through questions. And some of these are similar to the, the point in step, step two around um, if you're already in a role. Because ultimately, my friend does not want to leave the organization, but they have been passed over for a promotion. Um, so the question again, what do I need to do to exceed your expectations? Um, especially if you're trying to get promoted, you can't just come in with a blank slate. What are the top three or four things that you know are top priorities for the organization? Because if, if somebody has to tell you what to do, well, you know, then you're probably not promotion material. Um, so come in with an idea of what you have been doing. Is it done or not? Um, can you commit to it? Could you add on to it? Um, but try to not just raise the problem or the question, but propose some ideas or some solutions too. Um, will you have a chance to manage uh, a few people or clients directly? or possibly uh, whether it's for a project or a full-time role. Um, what's the size of the budget that you'll be able to manage? A lot of the time in industry, the promotion decisions are based on um, wh whether or not you can manage people, manage a team, or whether or not you can manage a budget and is that number growing over time, uh, getting bigger. Um, second question, how do I have your full-throated support for promotion? Um, so in consulting, we call these people table pounders, and these are the partners or the leaders who, whenever your name came up, so let's say Amanda, let's talk about Amanda's performance. You needed a, a chorus of people directly backing that person in addition to their direct manager. Um, if you just kind of had silence or relative quiet, it was not a good sign. So full-throated support from that person and other leaders uh, was important to understand if they were even amenable to giving you that support in the first place. Um, where can I have the most impact? So they're going through fiscal year 2020 planning and all of their strategic initiatives have a budget attached. It's very clear what the top items are. And so she'll know if she gets assigned to those big ticket top budget items, strategic items, that she is, um, has a chance to, to prove herself and to succeed on the right stage. 
uh, we've got a suspicion that she's been working on projects and, and doing a very good job on those projects, but they haven't been high profile and they haven't been um, the right stage. So finding the right stage to shine on is important. Um, so as we're talking through this, it, it's important for a couple of things to remember. Most managers are not actually leaders. There is not a lot of reward for a manager to have a clear conversation with someone, especially if it means that they might quit or leave. And it takes energy and it takes work to actually talk about someone's career and coach them and mentor them. And while most managers want to be leaders, they themselves are struggling with this concept. Um, and if it was so, if it were easy, it wouldn't be so darn hard to find a leader. Everybody has a boss, but very few people have actually had leaders. Um, so we're hoping that these, these solutions to common mistakes are helpful even outside of consulting. Um, setting the right priorities, clarifying the problems, and eliminating assumptions. And don't overpromise and overdeliver. Um, and so as you experiment with these ideas, um, you know, happy to... Uh, expand on these concepts and dig in a little deeper on uh, subsequent podcasts. But I hope this helps. Thanks, Matt. And I hope listeners realize that this is really good, like practical real life advice, not just someone trying to optimize SEO to get clicks on their page. So, which I think is what you find a lot if you, you know, try to search for any of this stuff on the internet. It's all kind of cookie cutter. So, I really appreciate these discussions and um, find it very helpful, and I hope you do too. That's it for today. You can go to the show notes to get to the episode page and leave further questions and comments from there, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks.